The deeper your relationship with others, the more effective will be your leadership. Robin Sharma. Welcome to the Leadership Boost. The leadership Boost. Boosting your leadership into high performance. With your host, Sean Smith. Updating you with the points and principles to sharpen your skill so you can make a difference and have an impact in whatever leadership role you find yourself in right now. Forget the fluff and get the stuff with Sean. Hey, this is Friday. Can you believe we've gone through another week and uh, this is kind of nearly the end of the week. So celebrate Friday. Have a happy Friday, everybody. Great to be with you on the Leadership Boost podcast. And this is your host, Sean. We are highlighting something today. You know, considering the whole sphere of leadership is, in fact, people. Uh, leadership is not stuff. You understand? Management is stuff. Leadership is people. And when you're talking about people, you cannot be talking about a monolithic them and me. You know, it's just like them out there and me over here. You know, that there's just people. People are made up of in that monolithic them, that team, that organization, that business. That department is, in fact, people, is individuals. They are, rather not is, but are individuals. Each one has their own world. And the better you build a relationship with that individual, the more engagement you have, the more engagement you have, the better productivity, the better the culture will be in the organization. So leadership is really about relationships. And that's what Robin Sharma says the deeper your relationship with others, the more effective will be your leadership. People will not follow you if they do not trust you. And before someone will lend you a hand or give you their talents, their strengths, their ability, their heart, their dedication, their loyalty, you must first touch their heart. And you touch their heart through relationship. That's what you do. And today I want to highlight something, you know, when we're talking about relationships, often what we're thinking about is, of course, our co-workers. We're thinking about those that report to us, you know, that we are leading. But hey, how about those that are leading you? How about your manager? How about your leader or your mentor or the person that is um, looking out for you? Uh, you know, managing your manager is a critical um, component of that leadership uh, factor as well. So we're talking, I just want to highlight that today is you need to have a strong and developing relationship with your leader, with your manager. So managing your manager, managing up, I call it, as part of a coaching uh, process journey that I take with people is managing up. And I include that in a number of other areas um, when it comes to uh, engaging and mobilizing, when it comes to building a culture, when it comes to working your team, etc. It's all about the relationships. But one of those very important relationships is managing up. So you need to build a strong and developing relationship with your manager. If you had to, you know, 
assess it right now, evaluate it on a scale of one to 10. Where are you and, you know, where are you in your relationship with them? So it's not just knowing how to lead down, if you may. I'm, I don't like the word down, but you know what I'm saying is those that report to you, knowing how to lead up or manage your leader has a huge impact on your career and how you confidently carry out your responsibilities. So that is an area that is very important to look at as well. So what do you need to look at? I believe there's four, four, three areas really that you need to, three areas that you really need to look at. Number one is you need to understand. You need to understand um, your manager or your leader, however you want to put it, their aspirations, their style, their definitions of success, what are their goals, uh, what are they expecting, um, you know, uh, let's see, what else is there that you you need to know, um, you know, how, of course, how do they define personal success, what are their personal goals and aspirations, What? how do they communicate, how do they like to communicate? Uh, do they communicate by email, text message? You know, how do they like to communicate? Um, what is their communication style? What is their tolerance for risk and change? You know, do do they do they like wild ideas, not so wild ideas? Do you know how to you know how do they like to receive that? What is their tolerance for that? How does your manager make decisions? Um, you know, how, how do they process things? Do they make quick and prompto decisions do uh do they you know just work off the cuff kind of off the seat of the pants how do how do they receive information how do they like data how how much data do they need before they make a decision i you know i heard about one ceo you when you went you ran a big organization but you had abs absolutely only two minutes to present your case to go any further than that if you did not uh, in fact convey or communicate your point clearly in two minutes you were out the door <laughs> it's like I, now i don't know about that style but you know he ran a big organization for a ceo that's what he he wanted so you need to make sure that you have what they need and what what are they looking for that's what i'm talking about is if you're working with that kind of ceo is you know what is it they're looking for in that two minutes you can find out you can learn you can understand uh, what drives and motivates them to succeed you know what are their what are their motivating factors what are their values what are the th- two to three attributes or behaviors um that they what would that upset them what don't they like what what is it that if you know really ticks them off you know in that sense it's just like work around that because if you begin to work around that, what are, you know? How can you carry what they need? In it, it gives you a, a huge impact into the organization, and uh, it becomes it becomes vitally important for the longevity of your success as well. So that's number one: is understanding them. Number two is um, assessing. Develop an accurate picture of your relationship right now like have a look at it where are we right now um where am i on that page how is our communication how i mean you know when i was younger i wanted just to be significant to 
to those that led me. You know, I just wanted to have some kind of significance. I wanted to know that that I had value, but I didn't know this stuff. Obviously, what I'm what I'm sharing with you right now, I had no clue about this. So I wish somebody had taught me this stuff because then it would have made life a lot easier. So um, developing that accurate picture of where you're at right now, and then lastly, number third. Well, it's actually not lastly, but the third point here is that you need to identify ways to strengthen the relationship. How can you make it better? How can you you grow in that? What, how can you assist them? How can you uh, go the extra mile? Um, that's really what it's all about. How can you go that extra mile for them to help them be successful? You know, we often, we, I was talking about this um, uh, last night with my son and daughter-in-law, and uh, we were just talking about how uh, I had an incident when when um, my son, my youngest son, was diagnosed and uh, with cancer, and um, so a, a couple offered us like a natural, um, you know, cure method, and and I said, look, okay, I'll present it to him and and you know see what he wants to do, and uh, and because you know when you hear that kind of news, you kind of thinking of every avenue, every, you know, every possibility. And so I presented it to him and he said, no, he wants to go the way of the, the medical scientific way. He wants to go with the oncology, to, you know, and which is fine. That was his decision. And, and I wasn't swaying him either way. You know, that was, I, I presented it with him with the options and it was up to him to, to choose. And he, that was what he chose. So I went back to this, um, this uh, other other option that was given to us. And I went back to them and I said, hey, listen, uh, this is his choice. They went off at me. I mean, just, uh, you know, um, like like punishing me because I rejected their offer, you know. And, uh, and you know, immediately it, it just told me that I'm so glad I never chose their offer because what was their agenda if if the agenda was just to get another patient client whatever you know what was their agenda if that was the whole thing and we started talking about we, we our conversation went to being abundant minded abundance minded and scarcity minded and the thing about it is um i learned this from stephen covey many years ago and it helped me tremendously it helped it gave me such security and confidence about who i am and about what I do and, uh, you know, what, where I fit into the whole thing. And, and so, you know, he said that a scarcity-minded person always thinks there's not enough. So what they do is they religiously will demand compliance or they will punish you. So, and that works in sales. It works in conformance to whatever, you know, whatever they think is the, is the path. They will demand conformance or they will punish you. And, uh, and it, it's their religion. It's the way they, it's the way they function, you know, but they're scarce. There's never, an, for them, there's never enough recognition, never enough money, never enough resources, never enough uh, acknowledgement, promotion, you know, acceptance, approval. There's never enough. But the abundance-minded person, maybe I should do a podcast on this sometime because he really brought out some really good stuff on that and I'll cover some points on that. And and he, he talks about that the abundance-minded person or the abundance-minded manager, in fact, you know, to them, they are, uh, they celebrate other people's victories, successes, 
promotions, approval, because to them, there's always enough. The world has enough. And that's the truth. You know, I, in, I was in Africa and I was telling some leaders out there um, in Malawi, I was saying to them, I said, you know, what you need to realize is money hasn't left Malawi. <clears throat> it's all here. It's just we think there's scarcity because it's only in a few hands. We, you've just got to find the way. You've just got to find a way to begin to draw it to you. <laughs> you know, there is enough, we, but we think scarcity. So what we're thinking is I've got to pressure, I've got to manipulate, I've got to demand, I've got to beg, I've got to do whatever it takes to get some of that. I need to get a share of that, you know, somehow, um, because there's only a limited amount. But there's more than enough. Somebody, somebody did an exercise and took all the wealth of the world. I mean, we're talking about everything, you know, the infrastructures of nations, etc. And it turns out that there's so much that every person, if it was divided among every person in the world, they would be millionaires. So the point of the matter is, it's not that there isn't enough. There's plenty for everybody. But what we've what we've got is this paradigm of not enough. So what we do is we try and take away from others because I might become I might come short. I, I have to demand compliance. I have to demand more. I have to demand and um, you know because there's not enough. But an abundance-minded person is so much more at peace about things, more content about stuff. And it doesn't mean they don't. They just find other ways to attract it. So they celebrate, they um, acknowledge, they appreciate, they, and they prepare to work with their manager, their leader, and help them be successful. Helping others, celebrating others, uh, working for others to be successful. Because when you do, it comes to you. If you make that purpose, that your purpose every day, I'm telling you, you're going to see um, what what a, a tremendous um impact that's going to have for your future, for your career, for your leadership as well. All right. So long session today, but I just wanted to share that with you just on my mind, on my heart right now. Think about it. Hey, and make it yours. Apply it. It's not about the, the, the fluff. It's about the stuff. Don't just go with what everybody else is doing, man. Find the, your way and do it your way. Be extraordinary. Be a leader. We need you right now in this time, wherever you are in the world, to be an extraordinary true leader who does what's necessary. All right. So thanks for being with me. Until next time, this is Sean saying over and...